Welcome to episode 252 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and many, many other fun tourist places. Uh, we are coming to you directly from Japan, and you can find us mainly at tdrexplorer.com, but also if you look up TDR Explorer, you'll find a whole bunch of other fun content, so check that out. I'm one of your hosts, Trish. I take photos. I bask in the cherry blossoms, and you can find me at Dream Sweets Love on Twitter and on Instagram. And joining me, as always, is the charismatic Chris. Hello. Hello. Ah, it's Sakura season. Yeah, and I, I hear it's smoothie season. <laughs> Sakura and smoothie season, yes. I'm Chris, one of the, <laughs> the chief content editor for TDR Explorer, and I am making viral videos about smoothies from 7-Eleven, apparently. That's <laughs> what I do. I don't know what is going on. We're on TikTok, and I haven't really been taking it all that seriously. And recently, I've uploaded, you know, things here and there, like hand soap stuff. <laughs> you know, like the 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 new Mickey hand pump soap dispenser thing that you push down on. How like many hand, hand soap dispensers? <laughs> Wait, do you have in your house, Chris? I have one, two, F four. Which one are you currently using? Or do you use, do you like use them randomly? Okay. So <laughs> in my bathroom, I have the, the original one from 2018, the original, like the two hand, hand soap pump. The, the Disney one. Yeah. The Disney one, the Mickey Mouse one. The Mickey one. Mouse shape. Okay. In the kitchen, I have the Super Mario Superstar one. Uh-huh. And then the other two, the ones that are like the push down ones, I haven't been using them anywhere yet because I just haven't. But my plan is, I, I haven't done this yet. I kind of forgot. I want to check if I, because the tops come off, right? Yeah. I want to see if they if they fit the bottle, like the other bottle, so I can just swap out the tops. Oh, that's a good idea. Instead of having to keep all these different bottles, just keep the tops. Uh-huh. So I want to, I need to do that. I kind of forgot. Yeah. <laughs> but I have four. I have four. And Yeah. Um, I put those all on TikTok, and one of them has almost two million views. Wait, which is which is which has the most views? Which is the most popular? The Mario one of all things. Super cute. Which was so weird because for that video, uh huh, I put no effort into it, like zero effort. I was sitting there at breakfast, and I thought I should upload something today. And I and I looked over at my kitchen sink, and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I have my Mario Superstar hand soap pump. Uh huh. So I just grabbed it, I put it on the table, whipped out my phone, and just like said, oh, here's the Mario thing, here's how it works, done, there you go. And I uploaded it, and that was it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it so much. I haven't used, I bought it and I haven't used it. It's been People there say for it looks like, like a flower. Oh, is that, so it has a shape. Yeah, well, it's, it's supposed to be a star, but yeah, it kind of looks like a flower, but like, it's soap. Oh my god, I haven't, I haven't even taken it out of the box. It's been there oh for like goodness. months, <laughs> but it was so cute. So like when it first came out, I saw it on Twitter and I'm like, oh, it's so cute. And I went to Mercari and I found, and I found it. Yeah, I think it's sold out now because I've been to the Nintendo store because that, that's where it, I got it and it I don't see it anymore. So I think it's sold out. It's been a while. It came out a while ago, though. Yeah, like two, three months ago, yeah. I think, or longer, something like that. Yeah, it's been out for a while. Maybe they'll make a new one. Maybe they'll make like the fire flower. Oh. Right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
we're actually going to talk about convenience store stuff in, in our next episode. We'll talk about the smoothie stuff next episode and what happened with that. <laughs> that's a whole, that's a whole saga in its own right. But today we're going to be talking about annual passes or the lack thereof here at Tokyo Disney. We're going to dive into that and the weird thing that is happening here. But before we get into that, though, I just want to remind you one of folks sports about our Patreon. So if you want to support us, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now, where you can pledge to the show, pledge to the show. That sounds weird. You can ple- pledge your allegiance. <laughs> you can support the show and we have different tiers and you get some fun perks like early access to episodes. We have bonus episodes, things like that. So make sure you go check it out at patreon.com slash TDR now. Annual passes, lack thereof. <laughs> and I am, for once, like sitting, like on the outside looking in at all the drama, going, huh, because I do not care at this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I am just watching all the drama go down. Yeah, man, Twitter was on fire. It was so in funny. The, in, the, in the Japanese Twitter community. Ooh. People were not happy. So we should talk about this. It was funny yeah. because it's like the way people were acting is like this was the only ticket choice available. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, no one is putting a gun to your head, forcing you to buy this dumb ticket. You know, so it was so let's first say what the ticket is. It wasn't an annual pass. It was a multi-day ticket. Okay. Which all the terms, this is I've never seen anything like this. All the terms were basically to benefit the company, not the guest. And it was just so bizarre. Can you explain how the ticket worked, Chris? Yeah. So I guess for more context, we don't have annual passes right now. So no, we, we've been kind of waiting to see if something was going to come up. And I was kind of thinking, well, the next fiscal year starts in April. So maybe we'll see annual passes come back in some form. Man, was I wrong. <laughs> if OLC brings back wrong. annual passes, they have no business sense because people will buy day tickets no matter what. All you have to do, if I was OLC, this is what I would do. I would never bring back annual passes. And I would every few weeks do a merch release or like a special menu release and just let people buy day tickets. People are buying them. Yeah. I do see people. And they will continue to buy it. It's amazing. I don't understand how people can afford that. Honestly, I can't even i I can't justify that. I just cannot justify going to the park every single day. Now, of course, those are probably like really extreme cases that we tend to see on Twitter. So I don't know how many people are actually no, doing it. I don't it, think but most people are going every day. No, no. But I, I do see quite a few people on Twitter and on social media that are going multiple times a week. That's a lot of money. So they release, yeah, there's this multi-passport thing, basically mm-hmm. just a multi-day ticket. Let's you go to Disneyland or Disney Sea twice a month for three months. So this is f- for May 2022 through July 2022. And it costs 44,400 yen or about 385 US dollars. Yeah. And that works out to, to 7,400 yen per visit. Or about $64 per visit. Which okay on paper. Oh wait, wait, no, but you didn't get you didn't get to no, the no, good I'm not part done. yet. Okay. Yeah, I'm not done. If if I just told you that, okay, that sounds It'd be like, yeah, that's good. 
Okay. All right. Cool. That's sure. It saves me having to buy a ticket all the time. But here's the thing. Well, yeah. Other than it's only three months. It's basically a lottery on what days you get to go. Yeah. You don't really, you get a, you get to pick the days you want to go, but the company tells you if you can go that day or not. Yeah. And you cannot change the day, you cannot change the park, and you cannot cancel it. So whatever you get, you're locked in. So if you have like a job or if you're a student and they give you a day where you're working or you have school or something, dun, 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 you lose out on that, the price that you paid for the day for that ticket. Like you get to pick the days you want to go on. You could. And whether you get those days is maybe you get it, maybe you don't. And it's not every single day of the week either. No. It excludes most, I think it excludes all weekends and holidays. So it's like these days, like Monday to Friday, and doesn't even cover all of those. So it's like these very small pockets that you get to choose from. And you can only go in from 10.30 a.m., which means in a lot of cases, especially for the, the standby pass stuff, you're likely to miss out on Beauty and the Beast because that goes out first, like that finishes first. When the park opens at nine, usually by almost, I want to say well before 11, the standby passes for Beauty and the Beast are gone. Like they go quick. Same thing at Disney Sea with Soaring. Those are gone pretty quickly too. So you lessen your chance of being able to do that if that's something you wanted to do on this pass. And yeah, it works out to 7,400 yen per visit, which is only a thousand yen cheaper than what the typical day ticket would cost. I, I, I checked the dates because we have the variable pricing tickets now. And on the days that the pass would be valid on, the cheapest ticket I saw was 8,400 yen. So you, you save about 1,000 yen, but I don't think that's not really worth it. It's not. It is, it is it's just such, such a, a It's such a weird... gamble because like if you're busy on the day, like let's say you apply for a day and they're like, nope, we don't like that day for you. We're going to choose this day. If you can't go for whatever reason, you, you're you out. You're out that day, the ticket price. It makes absolutely no sense. You have to have a very, this. very, very open schedule. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> for me, I'd rather just buy a day ticket because I can change the day ticket. As long as it's not used, you can change the date on it. As long as you know the day you're trying to change it to isn't sold out, you can change your ticket really easily in the app. I'd rather just pay the extra thousand yen to have a ticket that i can change and have more flexibility with i don't know it's silly it's really silly this does not make any sense whatsoever i don't get it <laughs> like the only thing i can so when does the disney see in quotation marks finale show come out they haven't even said like if it falls within those dates i can maybe see people going for it <laughs> that's also a gamble because it's like the lottery system as well so I don't know. I don't even care because it's another remix show and I'm really over remix shows at this point. It's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, and also to to buy this multi-day passport if you're someone that did want to buy it. Oh my goodness. The the process of buying it because it's all we don't have a ticket center anymore. So there's no place to go and get your, you know, your photo taken. Remember remember those days where we would go no, and get the annual passes? You're doing it yourself. Take your own photo. Yeah, so you have to upload your own photo and you have to provide identification. It's like your driver's license, health insurance card, resident card, passport, pension book, or your My Number card. Like you have to upload that. So it's just, it sounds like it would just be a nightmare. 
quite honestly. I don't know. Like, it can't be that hard, right? You just take a photo of it. I mean, work navigating the website. <laughs> oh, the website's always a nightmare. <laughs> That's what I'm more concerned yeah. about. You know, ever since what has happened in the world, a lot of stuff in Japan has tried to move online. And a lot of it is just a disaster. <laughs> a lot of it just doesn't work right. But I, for one, am not getting the multi-visit passport because I do not want to support that. I don't want to – because I don't want this going forward. I want normal annual passes back. Yeah, I don't even care. I, I don't even want a day ticket at this point. So whatever they do, I'm just watching, eating my popcorn. Going, okay, we'll see. Let's see what you do next because this is very interesting. <laughs> There's really not a lot going on in the parks right now. There just really isn't. Like we're 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 getting our quote unquote events are coming back, but they're just kind of like the minimal ones that we've been getting the last year anyway. So, like I would like to have an annual pass so I can just you know pop into the park for like an hour or two every so often, like we like we used to do. Like that would be nice, but we can't. So for me, buying a ticket, I have to like. When I buy a day ticket, I feel like I need to commit to the full day. And I'm not really willing to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, because it's stressful going to the parks now. You know what I mean? It's a lot more stressful than it used to be. It's not super fun. Yeah, like everything is like lottery and it's a pain. Like it's a pain. If they can make the experience easier... And just like a little looser because like getting a restaurant reservation, everything is a pain right now. So if they can make it easier and more fun, great, you know, but like for the price, things open like whenever they open. I don't even know when stores and stuff open right now. The attractions are lottery. The restaurants are a pain. I'm like, just make it easier. Like, I feel like USJ, you go and it's once you're there, it's smooth sailing. That's what I want. Yeah. USJ is definitely winning it, winning in, in, in this regard for sure. Because yeah, right now with the Disneyland, Disney Sea, not all the restaurants are open, not all the stores are open, not everything is open all day. Yeah. So it's just like, it's kind of, even for me, it's kind of confusing because, you know, I can't go as often as I used to. So I don't, I'm not staying on top of Yeah, you exactly don't know when, when all the, open. the times are and it's like, oh, is this closed? Do we have time? Do we have to run? And it's like, why, why is it so hard? <laughs> and I don't know when things are going to go back to some sort of normalcy in terms of how things run. Because I know, a lot, you know, a lot of people... Like specifically, people who aren't living here in Japan miss the parks here, and yeah, the parks are the the bones of the parks are still great, but just the way things are being run right now, you just be frustrated. So try not to feel like you're missing too much here because it's a very it's a much more frustrating experience than it's been in the past, unfortunately, which kind of makes me sad, you know. <laughs> I was sad a few years ago, but I've let it go. Yeah, things have really changed. <laughs> but that's the thing. The thing is that, you know, it's good for tourists, though. You should come <laughs> when you can. <laughs> you know, the rest of the city has interesting things to do. It's by Tokyo, so there's other things to do. It's not like there's not other things to enjoy, you know? And to kind of compare this uh, multi-passport thing, it's more expensive than a one-year annual pass to USJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is kind of funny. 
you know, well, granted, USJ is one park, but still, there's a lot to do at USJ. There's a ton. And the experience, the way the cast is trained, so much better. Like, you leave with a smile on your face at the end of the day. And that, for me, is, is worth the price, you know? Yeah, I've always had a, a like a good experience every time I've gone to USJ. The one, like the yeah, the one thing that like really irks me is like the video and photo thing. Tokyo Disney still holds on to that those rules of like you can't film here, you can't take a photo here, but you can do it here. Whereas USJ is just like, hey, as long as you're not bothering anyone, do like just take pictures and photos. It's fine. It's cool. We want you to. Except for the fire attraction. Fire attraction. The walkthrough. Don't take photos. Oh well, there. I well, you know, there's fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but it's uh, I remember that these <laughs> these guests almost got into an altercation last time we were there. Like I don't know how many years ago, but um, because <laughs> this is back when there was foreign tourists. Because one of them was from a foreign country, and they did not like the. I don't know how many times they told them not to take photos, and they still kept taking photos. And the guests in front of them were starting to like lose it. And like, I thought they were getting going to get into like a fight. So the backdraft, it's backdraft. Don't take photos on backdraft. Because I was like, oh my gosh, do I need to back away from these people? <laughs> What's going to oh, happen? No. It was really scary. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. No. So that, that attraction, don't take pictures. But in general, I guess it's fine. I mean, I've never had any major issues with the cast members at Disney, other than like the whole photo thing in certain places, which eh, nothing's changed there. It's always been it's always been like that. So no, the cast members are are you know well <laughs> they're fine. It's just the training is not what it used to be. Like little like little like the details are not there, and they seem kind of stressed out. So the interaction is a bit different. It's a stressful time, yeah. Stressful, stressful few years, just a little bit. <laughs> well, they're understaffed too. Yeah, that does not I, I would, help. I would that be stressed out too, to be honest. Yeah, that doesn't help, unfortunately. I feel like we've already, we already covered the passport thing. I feel like there's not much else to say. The about thing is, it. we don't know. We don't know if they're going to get it back or not. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I mean, there's like there's so much up in the air because tourism wise, things are not. I don't see things getting back to normal for a while still because for example in my neighborhood the elementary school just keeps getting shut down like every few weeks like different classes and like it again this week i know a few classes got shut down we're still under restrictions things still close early and capacity is still somewhat limited right yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna take a while for the parks to get back to let's just say normal capacity let's just call it that regular capacity. It's going to take a while. And yeah, with staffing issues, that also doesn't help with things either. You know, like obviously you can't have things open if you don't have the staff, right? I mean, they had staffing issues before COVID. I'd imagine it's probably even worse now. (laughs) But in terms of like the uh, annual passes, if they do bring them back, (laughs) which I don't know. How much do you think they would charge if they bring them back? I I, w- I think the prices would go up substantially. I think so I think. too. A two park one was like ninety some thousand yen mm-hmm. for the two park. Like it was almost a hundred thousand yen, which is about you know about a thousand dollars. It was pretty up there. Yeah, 
it was it was getting up there. So I would imagine it would be well over a hundred thousand yen. Yes, like well over a thousand dollars for like a two park one. Absolutely. If they were to bring it back, probably there would probably be some sort of reservation system. I'm sure. Just it probably just follow what all the other parks are doing. If you have a pass, you have to make a reservation to go in. I'm sure they would probably follow that here. But yeah, I think it's going to be very expensive. And we're going to probably see like tiered passes of some kind. Because before it was just either you got one of like you got a one park pass for either Disneyland or Disney Sea or a two park. That was it. It was pretty simple. So I think they're probably going to go to some tiered one, but they're going to make them very expensive, I think. Yeah, I think so too. The issue that Disney has here, I guess everywhere, if the pass is too cheap, too many people will buy them, right? Then you're just going to have issues with a lot of people coming. So I don't know. I have zero idea what they're going to do. Even at, like, depending on the price point for myself, I might not even get an annual pass. I don't know. It just really depends on what it's priced at. Yeah, I, I have zero interest. So if we have to go, I'll buy a day pass. That's basically what I'm doing now. I'm going like once a month right now, just to kind of, you know, obviously I want to check out like the, the totally mini stuff and Easter's coming back. So like, you know, I, I want to see that stuff like once, probably, you know, it's like a one and done kind of thing for me. And of course, like it's, we, we need to talk about it <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> and, and everything too. So it's part of that as well. So yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I really don't know. What do you think they're going to do? I think you're right. I think they're going to, if they bring it back, if they bring it back, I still think it's a dumb move on their part to bring it back. But if they're going to bring it back, I would say they would have, they would raise the price substantially as well. And I don't like the idea of the reservation system. I didn't even think about that before you mentioned it, but I guess it's, it's possible. I don't think people would like that though. I don't think so either because reservation systems don't work the same in this country like it would in other countries. It's such a pain. <laughs> I have friends that go to like Disney World, Disneyland, they have to do the reservations. It sounds like they're kind of used to it now. Uh-huh. Like it's just like it's part of the experience. That's what you have to do now. But I feel like here, well, obviously we can't, I don't know for sure, obviously, but here it would be such a freaking pain. And I feel like I would not be able to go on any days that I would want to go. Because people here are so keen. People here are really on top of things. Yeah. So like if something is happening, those reservations will be gone before I even knew about it. And you'll have to like refresh the crashed website for who knows how many hours to even try, you know? Uh, (laughs) Oh. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's the other thing. The website crashes pretty much every single week. When new tickets are put out, crashes. The Toy Story Hotel went out, like, you know, reservations open, crashed for hours. The Toy Story Hotel, you guys. Okay, that tells you how ridiculous it is here. It's <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome in a way. It is. Okay, so I was reading this book called Cultish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, man, they should have included Disney on here. <laughs> it's like the it's about like the language of cults and like not necessarily like strict cults, like you know, but also like things that look like cults and like kind of like the language they use and like what like how it's in some ways very similar. So I was like, oh man, like Disney would be such a great topic for this, you know, any fandom really, but like yeah, yeah, 
any big fandom would fall under that. I would, I would think. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that that's the thing that worries me the most is if there is a reservation system, I feel like the website is just going to crash every day. <laughs> Instead of once a week, it's going to be every day when more reservations open or like however they do it. I just feel like it's just going to end up being a nightmare. And it's limited capacity now. Can you imagine when it's full capacity again? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. The website is crashing when we don't even have full capacity for tickets. I just wanna I just wanna give you money so I can enjoy things. That's really what it boils down to. <laughs> just make it so hard. When it comes to like the the ho- like booking tickets and things, I give myself a time limit. I'm like, if I can't get this done in 30 minutes, we're not doing it. Like I'm not gonna sit here for four hours refreshing to get tickets. I don't I don't want to waste my time doing that. No. No way. No, no. So I yeah, that that worries me what the reservation system could do. And how long have they had to fix this problem? When did they start this? Start what? The website. Like when did it actually launch? Or are you no, talking about like-, like when when they started like only like exclusively selling it through this this system that they have now. I think it's just when parks reopened. When we came back from the pandemic, right? Like the first big closure. Yeah, I think like July 2020. Yeah. They've it's had that like much that. time. I don't get it. And it's something that people, like, it's not like nobody's complained about it. It's not like people are fine with it. Everybody, people have made t-shirts. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> people are very vocal about just how bad, it, how frustrating it is. Just to add to this. This is for Japanese people that can read, obviously read Japanese and do all these things. If you're someone that lives here and doesn't read Japanese, it's even worse. It's even worse. I wonder what they're going to do when they bring back tourists from overseas. Right? Because, yeah, the website has gone backwards in terms of what it can handle for foreign, pretty much anything that's not Japanese, right? Like, Credit cards. Credit cards is the biggest thing. I feel like we've went back to 2016. Remember prior to 2016, it was a nightmare. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you remember this, but I do for sure. When it was just like if you didn't have a Japanese credit card, it was almost near impossible to buy tickets. I had heard, yeah, a lot of stories for sure. It was terrible. But then after it was about 2016, it started to get better where pretty much anyone can use their credit card which how it should be <laughs> to buy tickets and it was getting better. And then of course this happened, the pandemic happened and I don't know, was there like just a switch sitting there that just like turn off foreign credit card transactions? Like there was, is there just a switch <laughs> sitting there? Like, I don't know. Did they just stop accepting it? Why would they do that though? I don't know. And like we, we have like, it, it has reverted back to, Pre-2016, so many people have issues with their credit cards. Same with me. I can't use my Canadian credit card anymore. Oh, wow. It just doesn't work. I have a Japanese one, but you know, I was trying the Canadian one and it just wasn't working anymore. And I'm like, I don't get it. I wonder why. That's so weird. I know. It seems like, why would you turn, the, I guess maybe to limit ticket selling, but that doesn't make any sense. No, that doesn't make sense because it's a payment method. You would want to limit the ticket sales, but increase the payment methods because you want to get paid. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I didn't know that. A a lot of people ask because I know there's a lot of people here that are like stationed at the US bases. Mm -hmm. 
So of course, they're those people are still able to come over to Japan because I don't know how that immigration stuff works. Don't ask me. I have zero idea. But I do know there's people coming to the U.S. bases still. And a lot of people have reached out telling me that their credit cards don't work on the Japanese or on the Tokyo Disney website. Oh, wow. Sometimes the credit card... Here's the funny thing. Sometimes the credit cards will work to book the hotels, though. Oh, really? <laughs> why is it why, why? I wonder why it's different. Of course, you could be really cynical if you want to. But my thought is it's probably two different payment gateways, like from a tech point of view. Yeah. They probably use two different like payment math, like payment gateways or whatever. However, they do their payment stuff. One system is probably for hotels and one system is for tickets. Yeah. They're probably two separate systems is my guess. Huh. But I'm just guessing. I have zero idea. Yeah, I can book a Disney hotel with my Canadian credit card. No problem. Interesting. Can't buy tickets, though. <laughs> like I said, it feels like we've gone backwards. Can you imagine next they're going to ask, you have to fax the credit card. <laughs> and then we'll approve it. And then if not... <laughs> mm, please don't give them ideas. And then they, they fax over the error message. <laughs> uh, Sorry, the fax network is down. <laughs> anyway, yeah, this... Um, this episode was a little, a little more. I don't want to see negative. This is like one of our bonus episodes. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, this a uh, little more. This wasn't as positive as our typical episodes, but like, this is I guess just kind of kind of shows you like not everything here is great. We're being worn down, you guys. <laughs> We're doing our best. <laughs> We're trying. We are trying. It's just they keep doing these things, and it's like why. Stop punishing us, Disney. <laughs> I'm just trying to give you money. I just want to ride Beauty and the Beast. I just want a pizza spring roll. I just want to watch Electrical Parade. Just let me do it. It's all I want. I don't want to sign up for this multi-passport stuff. Let me tell you, Electrical Parade is the only thing that's easy right now because you don't have to reserve anything. You just show up. You watch it. It's gorgeous. And it's, it's a good ending to the day. It is. It's so great. I think I might just buy a ticket just to go watch that, honestly. Yeah. I mean, to, yeah, to be honest. <laughs> it is worth price of Like, for that well, alone, is worth The price, price of admission now, no. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go on the weekends when it's like 9000 something. I'll go like when it's a little cheaper. It's worth it. Anyway, that's it for this show. Our next episode is going to be a little more upbeat. We promise you we're going to talk about smoothies and stuff from 7-Eleven and other convenience stores in Japan. We're going to talk about food, convenience store food. Wait. <laughs> and and give you alternatives. Yes. <laughs> to try, you know, if you like this at 7-Eleven, maybe try this at this restaurant. Or like, you know, we're going to give you some options here. So stick around for that. But before we go, we're going to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us over on Patreon. So remember, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. And we have a new entry today as well. So hopefully I do not mess this name up. If I do. I apologize and please correct me. All right. So, a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Chris B, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Baker, Kevin, Shani B, Harry, Marina, and Anise. Anise? 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 I apologize if I did that wrong. Please let me know how to pronounce that properly. And also, Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Marie H. Michelle, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy and Andy, Dana, Cassandra, Annie, Sonia, and Isabel. 
Thank you so much, Explorers, for supporting us on the show. We really do appreciate it. And make sure you subscribe or follow whatever your whatever platform you're listening to us on. Hit that button so you don't miss any of our newest shows. It'll just show up in your feed and you get to listen to us. So if you have any questions or anything, send them over to us. Contact at tdorksport.com or just hit us up on social media. We're there. And speaking of social media, everywhere, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the Chief Content Editor for TDR Explorer. And I am going to go have another 7-Eleven smoothie because I really enjoyed it. And joining us always is the wonderful Patricia. Yeah, I'm going to try one of those smoothies too. What do you recommend? So I've only, I've had two. Okay. I've had the banana and strawberry soy and the mango and pineapple. All right. I like them both. I'm going to try mango. Yeah, ma- mango, pineapple. Let's do it. All right. You guys, tell us about what smoothies you're exploring. <laughs> 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 See you next time. All right, explorers, till next time.